Yeah, I suppose, Rebecca, if you were to have this conversation this time last year and you told me we would be having the topic now in 2023, uh, I, nobody would have believed you. So um, I guess the profound change overnight that happened uh, around this time last year when I think at the time over um, 1,200 people came over, virtually overnight to North Clare, um, it was a profound change in, in every way, both for the people who arrived and certainly for the local community. And I guess you really find out what um, you're like when you're challenged and the, the community of North Clare, along with all the agencies that have worked with us, have certainly gone, as you said, above and beyond and have been incredible in, in the manner in which they've dealt with the challenge. Um, that being said, it's been a very long winter, a very, very difficult time and dark evening, and it's really nice to look out now and see the evenings lengthening, and um, hopefully that will bring a brighter, a brighter perspective for everybody. Because, Joe, you mentioned the dark evenings. I mean, this would be a huge change for the refugees who came to North Clare. I mean, a lot of those would have come from very large cities and suddenly you're in rural Clare. Absolutely. And, and, and I just can't imagine having, having, having gone and worked with the, with, with the people over the last year. I still can't remotely put my, myself in, into their mindset and what they're going through. But they have been... Oh, and exemplary, uh, exemplary resilient people, um, and they've lived day to day, week to week, and 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 made the best, like everybody has, of of an incredibly difficult situation. Um, you know, I suppose we've seen a, a quite unusual thing for the wrong reason in in the likes of Liston Varn and Ballybohan and overall Narkia, where towns that would be really empty and in in, in information being very busy. And people walking around the street, walking around the park, um, accommodation providers that would be closed, open, um, you know, for the wrong reason, as I say, our schools, um, everybody has responded in an incredible way. Our schools are full. Um, teachers and principals and all of them got together and responded, as we know, um, above and beyond. And I think that's a, that's a real credit to everybody and needs to be needs to be acknowledged and, and, and recognised while also recognising the challenges that it brought, brought. Well, speaking of those challenges, Joe, it has put a strain on existing facilities, whether that be transport, accommodation or school places. What's happening at the moment to address this? And are there any uh, changes coming up in the future that sh- should help to accommodate for people further? Yeah, um, look, everybody's been working, working hard on, on, on the county forum um, and an our care forum. To, to get additional resources, uh, transport, as you said, has been a, a, and still on, an ongoing issue. Um, language, the LCETB have been running a lot of uh, language, English language courses, and they're going on as we speak uh, all over North Clare. Um, even this week, you, the uh, Community Recognition Fund was taking applications, and I know a number of groups have applied for uh, community buses to try to take some ownership on a local level um, to deal with some of the transport issues. But um, I guess on the other side, some schools who would have been really um, on, on, on a very difficult place with numbers are now full. Uh, some additional resources have been brought in. Uh, I know our local secondary school had sought additional classrooms before this happened and had been turned down with a view to building a new school, which is something we will look forward to in St. Verna. Um, and now two modular classrooms will be provided. So resources are coming um, and Therein lies, I guess, the conundrum that we're looking at here. Um, a lot of our issues and something I'd be jumping up and down with my colleagues in rural Clare and other places 
you know, we want people living in rural places, but we need services and resources to go with them. Um, services generally follow population and numbers. Uh, in this situation, we have to look at making the best of, of the challenges and using, I guess, the situation where uh, a lot of people are now living, double population and more in, in the case of Ballybon and St. Bernard, uh, to seek the additional services that we were seeking before this occurred at all. So really, I guess we're we're, we're trying, we're looking for the same things in rural care. Um, but in this case, we have a focus on us and it's the way we have to look at the situation in terms of using the, the challenges that have been sent our way to, to demand and look for increased infrastructure, increased funding, increased services. And that's what we're doing. Joe, you mentioned that changes are coming in terms of additional resources or additional services. Are they coming fast enough from government for your liking? Well, no, they're never coming fast enough, I guess, Rebecca. Um, and, and this was the case before uh, before this crisis. I mean, we've been through COVID. Um, I think that one of the main things I see in the difference of responses to COVID and now to this across the EU has been making funding available, which wasn't the case with our, the form of the reception that we just got, got out of. And, and it's up to us to make sure that those opportunities, we take them. Um, I mean, uh, agencies and groups are out to depend their colour and they need more resources. Um, and, and they can never come fast enough. We can see that in particular in relation to health and uh, and transport. But that that is that is improving. It's not improving as fast as, as I would like it and, and many others. But I think the situation here where a lot of other um, needs in, in, in our economy, um, you know, can benefit from additional skill sets. And we see this across Europe and rural areas where people who, who move, you know, they may stay. Um, you know, the most thing we wish for is for this war to be over in the morning. There are a lot of really skilled people here whose skills we need to fast-track and be recognised who can help in areas um, of our economy that we cannot get people. Uh, and some people have taken up roles um, it, it, it already. People want to work, uh, and the people who come here want to work, and they want to be part of the communities, and it's up to us to make it possible and to identify and to recognise skill sets and to fast-track that so that everybody can benefit. Like, uh, um, I guess the Irish experience shows what a migrant and an immigrant population can do. The Irish people built built America, built England, contributed everywhere they went. Most migrants want to do that, and it's up to us to invest in making the circumstances um, right for, for, for the people to do that and to contribute to, to, to where they are. And, and, you know, please God, they can go home sooner rather than later. Um, but if not, it's up to us to put the circumstances in place to make sure that they have a fulfilling and, and contribute um, to, to, the, to, to where they are because they want to work and they want to do that. Joe, the List Unferno Master Plan, I understand work is underway on that. As part of that master plan, do you feel that the population of refugees should be built into that and that medium and long-term planning should include that population? Absolutely. That population of people for North Clare and West Clare um, for, for towns like Liston, Verna or Kilkee or Ballyvon or others to thrive into the future is we need more people. Clearly the circumstances where we have more people at the moment are not what we would wish for. But the, 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 what we're, we're saying, you know, we want living, vibrant communities in our rural towns, villages going into the future. That's the only thing. And people and population it, it will, will, will be the thing that makes that 
possible um, and and the, sort of the master planning piece for this Dunbarna like we're doing in, in other towns should factor in people living in the town and become living vibrant towns and villages rather than places that are open for three, four, five, six months of the year um, just for tourists. Uh, we want our schools to be full. We want our amenities to be invested in and used. Uh, we want our transport system to accommodate living communities. And that's what that's about. I think what this has shown, you know, contrary to some views, is rural areas uh, can accommodate uh, living communities. Towns and villages can accommodate living communities. And we need to invest in the infrastructure and the services to make that possible into the future for everybody. Um, and, what, you know, what we're doing is whatever we can do is that it's good for everybody here, everybody concerned, the local community and people who come here. Well, particularly, Joe, because they're talking about 60% of Ukrainian refugees who have come here potentially staying on long term. So it would seem important that they're included and factored into master plans for towns and villages. Yeah, absolutely, Rebecca. And that, that figure, I think, comes from the United Nations in an international sort of comparison that 60% of people go home. Now, whether they stay in rural you know, uh, communities or not is, is another story. That's up to... I think uh, long-term planning that I think we haven't seen so far uh, in, in, in the way that it needs to be, and certainly for Tumbarna or Ines Diamond or Kiki or Bellyvahan, we want to factor in that type of there can be living sustainable numbers and communities in in, in areas because that's the only thing that will keep schools going and keep services going, and absolutely it needs to be factored in. And I think the shock of this unprecedented situation uh, is an opportunity to um, to to, uh, to emphasize the fact that you can have populated vibrant rural towns and villages but you just need to invest and plan for that and that's what you know the master plan which again I would say probably may not have come for the future plan for Eastern Berlin may not have come without the focus of this challenge and I think it may have been it may be very well getting fast tracked as a result.